guys, and we're here with uh, Brenna Red from The Last Gang. So Brenna, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us what you do in the band? Hello, everybody. My name is <laughs> Brenna Red. I play and sing uh, in The Last Gang. I play the rhythm guitar, and yeah. Awesome. Do you want to talk a little bit about like The Last Gang history and kind of like how it's evolved to where you are now? Oh my God, there's so much history. So much. Um, <laughs> there's so much. And I, I mean, oh, wow. Without being too too winded and, and hot aired, it, you know, I've been playing music since I was about 12 or so. Started with my brother being drums and then that evolved into, you know, a friend of my band, uh, uh, a band with my friend and then another all girl band and then starting to play guitar by myself. I asked my brother to teach me a few chords and then that turned into like writing some songs and then that turned into like I think I want to be on the front of the stage I want to like sing and connect with people up front and then that's how the last game started when I was a youngin but it really didn't like take flight until 2013 um we did like a couple of just local shows we did a couple like DIY tours that we were able to um to 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 book with us or a friend with like I think um oh my god who was that uh with animal the singer animal why can't i think of it um god damn it. it's gonna drive me crazy anyways we went on a couple of tours we did some stuff with uh some bigger bands but nothing crazy nothing crazy and um then it kind of plateaued um it took a break for a minute and then in 2013 uh i called up robert uh from my day job I was like, like tearing up. I'm like, I just want to play in the last gang again. Like, please, like, do we do this again? And he was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. But let's do it like legit this time. Let's not just like play some local shows and really try, but let's try. Um, and we dumped a lot of money in to keep them counting, like scary money that's like, ugh. we took out like loans and stuff like that. And we're like, look, okay, worst case scenario, we tried like, no one foot out of uh, out of water. Let's let's just go for it. And if we fail and we don't get to the next step, we have that one album that it's like we can die happy with. And like, dude, we did it. Like, this is so good. Like, it's better than anything we've ever done. And it's like the album. Like, we can go down in history. Is like, yeah, well, they only did this one really cool album. Do you know that band? Like, yeah, cool. And, and then best case scenario, we get signed so we got lucky and got signed we we tried to shop it around to some different labels the the, the final product after it was mastered um or no it wasn't mastered it was just a finished mix from uh, cameron webb a couple different people tried to shop too and it just didn't stick and then it got into the hands of one of the people at fat at in like the general mailbox and they listened to it and it it peaked their ears a bit to enough to go not just um you know oh next i'm telling a story why are you doing that nat get out of here <laughs> um and they actually listened to the whole thing and it was a fly um they listened to it and then they listened to it again then they did like a roundtable discussion and then as we were taking off to the uk we got a phone call from them and like like minutes before we were in the airport they're like we want to take this album on like congratulations you're a fat fan and we just freaked out and we did the whole UK tour, uh, a DIY tour that we booked and we couldn't tell anybody the whole time. 
we were doing like these festivals and interviews and people were like, oh, how's it feel? That's gang. And I was like, oh, it's great. And back of my mind, I'm like, oh, we're on front records. <laughs> so, and, and then ever since after that, it's been just go, 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 go. We've always said like, um, I've always believed if we just got a, a fucking like pinky toe in the door, we could kick it open. Like it's really hard as a band um, or as any artist to be successful with your art. And as a band, the catch 22 is we wanted to go on tour, but we can't go on tour unless we have a record label, but a record label doesn't want your band unless you go on tour for the most part, that's a general thing. So we kind of took it under our own hands. We're like, well, cool. We'll just book our own tours until somebody notices us. And luckily it paid off. And here we are. <laughs> and here we Yay, are. Here we are. <laughs> keep working. Keep fucking working. Yeah. So you had, you know, keep them counting. That was your first like real album, mm-hmm. album. And then we have noise, 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 which is your sophomore album. It's the noise, noise, noise. So do you want to talk a little bit kind of how the process was in making this album versus keep them counting and kind of what were your inspirations going into the recording studio for this one? Um, Keep them counting. We restarted in 2013, but I don't think we got signed officially till like 2017. So we didn't, I think, record that album till about maybe like 2015 or so. 2000, no, 16 is when we recorded it. So we had three years of just writing and jamming and collaborating and working on a new set list and doing um, pre-production and going back. And we had a lot of time to go back and like nitpick and like second guess this. But that can also be detrimental because then sometimes you overanalyze and you over critique it. So the second time around, it was a lot faster that we wrote the songs, um, practiced them, tried to get them as tight as we did. And then we brought them to the first step, which is uh, Cam and Webb, our producer slash engineer. And we brought them to him and he's brutally honest. And that's and he, he's not always this way with everybody. I, he, he jokes, he's like, don't tell people I made you cry. I'm like, but that's a good thing. <laughs> so he's brutally honest with me. And I love that about him. Um, and he told me, he's like, these are shit. Because he pushed me, I was able to reach new heights. So that was the, the first step was getting them to not suck. And then they were great. And then <laughs> I was able to sit down with Mike and really get like some like PCP sprinkled on top of there. Like now it's like <laughs> addicting and it's like, oh, Oh, that's where you get that from. So we had, we, yeah, we had a lot of the main hooks, but him and Yotam pushed me even farther with some melodies and some bridges and some and some um, main choruses that I never would have thought of. And it just brought them, it brought it all to life. So that was way different. This time I never worked with Mike before. This was like very intimidating, but very rewarding to work with him. Yeah, definitely. We, I mean, we hear that. Mike can oh, sure. be incredibly <laughs> tough, but like in a good way, like he wants you to push yourself as much as mm-hmm. you can. Like, to I love that. Can be. And that's what I, 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 I thrive off that. Not like negativity necessarily, but yeah, kind of that. Like, I don't like being comfortable because then I think I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. Like uh, I love, I love like, like the comments like on YouTube and stuff, like videos, like the, like, the, like the fucked up. Oh, I remember one of the comments was like, oh, she really showed her stepdad. And I'm like, oh my I never God. knew my stepdad because I don't have a stepdad. <laughs> like, I love those. I get like, yeah. Oh, one of the comments <laughs> just said, 
nope. And I'm like, yeah, that's really good. That's, that's, he said, nope, that was a good opinion. But like, I like being um, not comfortable. So he, if he didn't like something, I know my, I know my mentality at first. And with Cameron too, I did, I did like the, like, what are you fucking talking about? I know what I'm doing. Like I'm getting defensive and I'm like, this is, and then I go, okay, step back. Why do they say this? I respect them. So let me listen to why I respect them and take a step back and push myself even farther. Um, so I, I love it when people don't agree with me. It just means I'm like, Ooh, what am I not thinking of? What don't I know? What do you know that I don't know? Tell me. <laughs> I love that. Like that outlook, like it kind of opens your mind up to like different ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> right, yeah. Just do what they, when it comes to art, when it comes to art, if people just do what they want, it just becomes self-masturbatory. It's just like, cool no one said hey don't do this here and now your album's boring and yeah i mean if I, famous people still do it to this day like big bands and big artists and pop this and that people just feed them what they want to hear because they can make a dollar off of them and make it go away but that doesn't give you longevity you know that just makes it like cool you're not that relevant now in like 15 years or so it doesn't push you like one of my favorite artists is um when it comes to like writing and growing and evolving is elvis costello and he's worked with like Emmylou Harris doing like these like cool old fashioned like country twang songs and like fuck, he's so good and it, it for me it doesn't get boring it's not like oh it sounds just the same it's like how are you thinking of these new ideas and still keeping it fresh but you're not changing but you're evolving like that's the goal for me yeah and I think it's really reflective on this album too I mean even with noise 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 being the first single like you take that and then you look at keep them counting and you're like, this doesn't even sound like the same band. Like what, yeah. you know, that like reggae sound and like all these other elements are being brought in now to your, you know, sound that you've developed and it's just all these different things are happening. And when you break down each song, no song sounds similar to the song before it. There's a phrase that someone once told me, I forgot who it was, but it's, People don't want, like, as far as, like, bands and people and artists you see, people don't want to see you change, but people want to see you grow. Mm-hmm. So we, we always try to make sure we're growing, but not changing. Because then, you know, you get bands that are just like, wow, really? That's your next album? And then you lose fans. But if you keep doing the same thing, you're not going to gain new fans. Like, I think one of the hardest bands that did that was... I don't know. This is where my brain goes right now. It's probably harder if I think think about it. But look at AFI. Yeah. Look at like where they started to where they are now. Mm. And if they made that jump immediately, people would have been like, peace. But you slowly <laughs> let your fans evolve with you. Mm-hmm. You can really take it to some cool places. Yeah. It's like an elevated version of your previous self. You know, like you build off of the foundation that you laid beforehand and just incorporate different stuff. And then you keep yeah. doing it and where do i I go next how do i (laughs) yeah oh i don't even know the next album (laughs) (laughs) this album hasn't even come out yet let's just let's wait for this one to officially come out (laughs) no but that's how you're still thinking uh, of it though are like oh you have to like fucking look i mean 
no no one's ever going to be the Beatles. But like, look at the Beatles. They put out what, like a billion albums within just a five-year span. And it's like, that's how you keep it fresh and keep it moving. But I'm like, I can't write that much. It's so hard. But there's people out there that do that, that like, I just hung out with Lynn tonight. And like, every time I hang out with her, she's like, uh, Lynn from Bad Cop. Every time I hang out with her, she's like, oh, let me show you this new song I wrote. I'm like, how do you, I don't, there's, I'm still thinking about like, how can I practice these songs and make them better? And I can't even think about new music right now. And your brain is like four steps ahead of this. So I envy the people that can do that. But that is definitely something I, I would say I would have to work on if um, if this continues to hopefully be a future and we can make music for the rest of our lives. I really need to focus on doing the next step of songwriting. But until then, I'll just, that's a problem for future, Brenna. <laughs> Not me. Yeah worry about it later <laughs> yeah there, there exactly. are some people who just like it's almost like they just think in song it's like oh yeah here's another one. Oh no here's another one now like they just pump it out like crazy and it's wild yeah those are the people you got to get on your team like that's how um yotam is uh who helped produce this album too he's just like like this hit master is like stuff will just be like coming out of his brain i'm like did that come from <laughs> so it's it's good to have those people in your corner because you can just just take a lot of inspiration and uh absorb their energy yeah definitely stacy's like that too she's like i wrote a song tonight and she'll like play it and i'm like how the fuck did you write of that? course you, of course you did. <laughs> why not did you you just wrote a whole album in like two days cool i'm I love hate you so much. Yeah. I was gonna say, do do songs ever like come to you like in your sleep? I had one song come to me, I think, in my sleep, and I like woke up I'm like this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> and then I try to remember it, and I think it was something that was already written or something. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think it was Weezer, the 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 melody for uh dun 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 dun, and I woke up I'm like yeah. I, I don't know, just matter of fact. And I, I I go to Narnia, like in my sleep. I go somewhere else, but I don't write songs. My lazy ass still doesn't write songs in my sleep. <laughs> yes, fuck, dude. I live a whole other life in that consciousness, but I don't write songs. Oh I love it. I think of that, <laughs> so that Seinfeld episode where he writes the, the joke in his sleep and he can't find the piece of paper that he wrote the joke on. And then he finds it and he's like, wait, what? Funny. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> fuck, dude. I love it. Great stuff. Right. <laughs> Let's get into the songs now. Yeah. We were, we were listening to them today and then we read the mm. um, the breakdown that you did on Brooklyn Vegan. Yes, that came out today. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was it was nice like listening and then hearing kind of like what went behind it. I told Kate. She's like, like, where? I want to like ask Brenna, is she okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, where does this stuff come yes. from? We're like, it was like, it was like, stuff, like, it was so dark, but like, so relatable. But it was like, how do you think of this? Like, you know, like some of these songs, like I was thinking of, um, what is it? Prosthetic Lost Cause, how you talk about like, when you go through like depression and all these like self-destructive behaviors, there's a part of you that still wants to do it because it's comforting like you get used to it. And like, mm. you get in that mindset. And like, even when you're like better, like you still have a part of you that's yeah. like no I want to go back to that like that was like 
like texting your ex i'm just kidding yeah (laughs) it's like you don't really hear people talk about that like it's always like oh i've made it to the other side or oh i'm like really Mm. depressed and it's like no one kind of talks about that like in between you know area where it's like we could be better but we also still miss being sad and depressed and lonely i miss being yeah i miss being heavy and depressed i know like you guys know me like it's not like i'm uh, I'm not fake. I, I'm not like putting on a face, but I definitely have two sides to me. I have, I'm, I'm the most like functional, non-diagnosed, like, like manic kind of person. Like I, when I'm happy, I am like up here and I'm a lot up here. I really don't have a lot of middles where I'm just like coasting through life, but then I have, I have pretty low lows, but I've learned how to, to cope with them um, as a, like a coping mechanism, because it's not something that you fix. It's not something that you, you get better from because you're not broken because you have these downs. It's just how you live your life. It's like, if some people, you know, were born with like a third nipple, that's their life. If somebody was born, you know, in, you know, with, with no eyesight, it's just, that's your life. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's just who you are. So I remember, Oh God, my poor parents growing up. Cause I never hit anything. I remember like coming home from like high school with my feet on the dashboard in the car and the mom drove me home and I was just crying uncontrollably for no reason. And, you know, I told her, I'm like, I just, these thoughts in my head, like I can't control them. I'm just so, I'm just, I'm having to her. What I know now is depression, like this cloud and this dark. And I told, I told her, uh, later on that I made a pact with myself. Like if you make it to when you're like 21 or 22, after a lot of the chemicals in your body are changing from like puberty and stuff, and you're trying to find yourself out, if you're still this down, then, then yeah, end it. Like this is, you have your, um, it's your own life and you made your, not going to cry. See, I'm, I'm super, I'm all emotional. Like it's like you made it through and you're still not where you need to be. So I made a pack myself, like if you're still this horribly uncomfortable and depressed, then we'll revisit it. But I got through it and I realized it's just chemicals in your brain. Mm-hmm. It's not reality. It's it's not the world. It's just how you perceive the world. And it's okay to perceive it negatively. You just have to keep going forward. As long as you keep going forward, then that's the end of the day. So a lot of these songs, yeah, they're dark, but I'm still a happy person because it kind of just balances everything out. Yeah. And you know me, I cried everything. God, see? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. And I think like you brought up something that like, I think a lot of people still struggle with, you know, when you navigate through these feelings, I think the first step in kind of working towards, you know, self-awareness and healing and just going through these emotions is realizing that it's not going to go away. You know what I mean? Like you can minimize it as best you can, but it's, it's still going to be there for you. And just understanding that and get like being easy on yourself and just being more aware of like your emotions and saying like, okay, today's going to be a low day. Like I already feel it or, you know, whatever it is, like having that self-awareness and just understanding that you're going to live with this for the rest of your life. So just be easy on yourself when it comes and understand it's not going to last forever. Like yeah. the wave is going to pass. <laughs> It won't last forever and nothing lasts forever. Happiness doesn't last forever. Life doesn't last forever. Nothing lasts forever. We're all just experiencing experiences. So just keep experiencing it. To quote a really good movie, uh, life is pain from the Princess Bride. So it is. Life is pain, but life is also joy. Life is life. 
Yeah. And that's just when people always ask, like, what do you, you know, what's this album about? It's life. It's whatever I'm experiencing at that moment when I'm writing, that's what this album's about. So, you know, I always have that little dark, you know, passenger with me. So I, some, a lot of the songs, even on the previous album, had the same kind of vibe to them. And that kind of won't go away. So it always influenced my writing. But a lot of it was taken from what I, we all experienced this last couple of years, this communal, communal angst and frustration and hope and fear and apathy all just it was just like everything felt like intensified to like a billion degrees this last couple years like it wasn't just going through the motions everything felt like under a microscope with uh, intensity so that's I guess what it's But, you know, the track can read that and you can really dissect it, what this is about in this lyric. But I guess the whole overall is just life, what we've experienced in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we've gone through like the hardest part Definitely. already in that we way. We really have, we really <laughs> have. Yeah, I feel like now, like we're kind of in the normal, you know what I mean? It's like, we all kind of know, we all kind of can judge for ourselves, like, hey, should I do this? Or, you know, should I see this person right now? Like they were with so-and-so like, okay. You know, like, it's just, we, we understand how to navigate this COVID world. <laughs> mm-hmm. This trauma. Best we can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? There's a, it's always the, you know, the, the phrase is like, we have it better than somebody else. There's somebody else in this world, an individual soul living, breathing, experiencing their life that doesn't have it as easy as us or as comfortable in a different way than us. Um, so just not like be thankful for what you have, but em- embrace the shit that you have, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, yeah. except like, yeah, my pain is pain, but it's just pain. I, I, we can, we can do this. The human, the human condition is, is so strong that we have been through as a species, m- massive amounts of trauma Mm-hmm. and um we've gotten through the past and we can get through it again you just have to keep knowing you will get through it when give me action came out i couldn't remember when i initially listened to the album i couldn't remember what my favorite song was the first time around because the songs weren't named yet and when give me action came out i was like this might be it but i can't figure out if it is or not like it sounds similar but like i need to listen to the rest of the songs first so like i listened mm-hmm. to the rest of the songs and i was like it was to the king. It was to the king. I love that song so much. Ooh. It is so good. And I feel like it's the perfect like ending t- to the album. And in reading what you put on um, Brooklyn Vegan, we were just talking about that with Theo from the Luna Chicks, kind of the same thing too. Just, you know, women in the music industry are still kind of like the marginalized group and you know still treated as the underdog and you know the sexism Mm -hmm. and like the discrepancies in just every facet of the industry and you know you pointed out that you know with your passion and music and you know how far you want to go with it at what point do you kind of compromise yourself because Mm -hmm. you are a female you know because compromise is not necessarily necessarily a bad thing i mean we do it in our daily lives every time you know like mm-hmm. it, it's just this gray area of like what do you 
what do you change? What do you keep? What do you do? Where's, where's the line? Is there a line? Like I, and, and art is very subjective. So do you change a little bit or a lot? It's just so, it's just something that you're always, I'm always second guessing. And yeah, to the King is just, um, and also maybe a little like disgust in myself that like, I love this, like, like this art form so much that I'm just like, yeah, like, let me, like I said, I love, I love haters. So like, just bring it on. Like, I want that, but is that bad? It's not bad for me, but is it bad? Like perpetuating that? Like, am I not doing the right thing as a role model? It's just, it's just constantly second guessing myself with that. Um, being, being a woman, cause you, you know, you're, you're a commodity, whether it's good or bad, you are very, very, uh, sectionalized. You are obviously you're in, in the room. You're the elephant in the room. And it would be rad one day if it would be so boring and regular, just like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, you're, you play music. You're a woman. What do you want? Like that, it would be so like, cool. I don't care. Like you're like, it just would be so cool to not have it be like, Ooh, or ah, but then at the same time, I love that. Ooh, and on, I'll take advantage of it. And like, so I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Like, am I doing right by, you know, feminism and, and views, but then am I doing wrong by not making art? And I don't know. It's just, it's a hard world. It's, it's complicated. And it kind of, mm-hmm. it's like when people say like, female fronted is not a genre but then at the same time it's like well no I take pride in being like one of the only female bands on this festival or you Mm -hmm. know like it's it's complicated and that's what like we were talking about that too because you know in the 90s like we can name so many female bands that we all grew up listening to and like our influences but her being in the lunatics like they were purposely not booked because the club already had their, you know, one to two bands for the month. Yep. You know, like, and it created and then, and, this like competition between all these like female bands because they're like, oh no, we're gonna, you know, be on this tour first or we're gonna <clears> play <throat> on the radio first. And she said, you know, they were like, we can't, we're not all gonna be successful if we do this. Like, we all need to just support each other and help each other out. And, you know, there's enough room for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I think I mean society does that a lot with like women in general like it, they tend to pit each other and create this competition like yeah like from birth it's like always always there's compete always, with the other girl always <laughs> like, yeah no I don't want to do that yeah yeah it's the best thing we can do is just try to be better because I, I know I have my faults and I, I'm I can be competitive too. I get those things in my brain and I just make sure like, I'm just constantly trying to check myself and do the best I can. And if I'm not the best, you know, then I'll change. Hopefully I'll change. Um, And, you know, just like you said, there's, there's just try not to tear each other down as any human, you know, anybody who needs help, just try to build them up because we can only succeed if we all succeed. And that's a great lead into um, intelligence is a plague. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about going. Talk we about going. All know dark. those types of people. Yeah. <laughs> it's and I think that I mean it kind of social media in general has been an issue and it's become super toxic 
and stuff. But like, I think just with the pandemic, the election, Black Lives Matter protests, like all these different things that have happened, you know, and within the last few years, like it's created such a dark place for people to just spew all these different things and then just not take accountability for it at all. Mm-mm. Or or to, to educate themselves. It's just, mm-hmm. I feel this way, so I'm right. Yeah. With no justification, just I, I feel this way. And there's no digging into, uh, well, why do you feel this way? How did you, where did you grow up? Why did you grow up? What was your thoughts? Did you have this trauma? Do you have no trauma? Like, did you have any, uh, is there, st- <sighs> I'm, I'm not trying to be out here on because we're not a political fan. We're not like trying to be like, this is what we do. It's just, we write about, our lives like we said but this whole last year has been overtly political so that's what we wrote about and i'm not my opinion i guess would be like i can't i'm not a preacher i'm not here to tell somebody think like i do i'm right and even though i disagree with somebody and they're wrong and maybe horribly wrong i mean just a full-on fucking alt-right piece of shit horrible human being i'm not here to change you i can't change you i can just slowly chip away at the world and make it a better place and i'm not going to tell you you need to fucking change i I don't control you man you you could do whatever you want to do go do you i'm gonna go do me over here but in the meantime i'm gonna fucking write a song about how stupid you are and like just moronic and let me just highlight how fucking sad sad human being you are and just a waste of flesh have fun me, me and my friends are gonna laugh at you. <laughs> was uh was that like the first song written for the for the record? Actually, noise. I wrote noise like a while ago. I would probably say like before I keep them counting, even. But I, I never like dropped it because it was so different. It was like, ooh, it's like I didn't want to come out with that. Like that was a late. That was a more adult song. So I was like, I'm gonna save that. So noise is actually the first one that was kind of written, but. I would, I think, yeah, intelligence. Let me make sure I'm saying in the right. Okay, so there's noise. We fuck the world. New skin. Uh, I think locked or shameless and new skin were right after, but I'd have to say, oh, and to the king, to the king and noise. I wrote that years ago and I kind of just pulled them in for this album. But I, yeah, I think Intelligence was the first one. I remember playing it at Gothard's Down Studios, uh, the studio that Donnie, the drummer from Leftover Crack, uh, ran. And Sean and Robert were just jamming, um, to, 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 like doing like a 6 8 beat, like something different. We've never tried it. Let's think outside. And they're just getting sludgy and just really like 90s and heavy. So then I kind of like was playing the notes that Sean was playing because he was really driving it. And then we just kind of started jamming on this like sludgy thing. And I just thought like this ugliness of like gross and just, eh. and then throughout my daily life, I don't know where I heard it, whether it was like on like NPR or fucking Star Trek. I don't know. Like it just heard this phrase of intelligence as a plague. I'm like, Oh <laughs> yes. And like, and that would be great for the song. And that was the first line. I just, and then I just went down the rabbit hole of like, being smart is a curse in this world. And it's like, you can't, if you have a degree, you're immediately 
kind of written off was like, you don't know me. Like I, just because you have a degree, you think you're better than me. And I'm like, yeah, they are in this one field. That is what they do. They're not better (laughs) than a person, but they know what they're doing. They studied this. If you cooked your whole life and you know how to fucking cook and somebody comes in and says, you're doing it wrong. You're like, no, I've been doing this my whole life. I'm pretty sure this is right. Like, it's okay to not know something and trust somebody else who does. And just nobody's listening to the people that know things. It's so fucking frustrating because I feel like I'm right. No, you're not, man. Be humble. Take a step back and go, am I though? Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Let me just, just, I don't know. Fuck, dude. So frustrated. Human race can just be like, I'm right. This feels comfortable. I'm not going to try harder than this. And I'm like, cool. Well, then we're never going to evolve. We're never going to evolve as a species. Yeah. God. I just, I remember when I was <laughs> with friends. I told you I'm dark. Just, like, I'm like the <laughs> happiest dark person. I'm the most optimistic nihilist you will ever <laughs> meet in your life. I, I fucking hate everything. Everything sucks. We should just kill each other and get then ourselves and just end it all. Like nothing's fucking makes sense and everything's <laughs> fucking stupid. But at the same time, I really like Disneyland and going on roller coasters and seeing the magic from kids' eyes and like Fantasia. Like, oh, it's so good. So like, I'm just, I'm a fucking wreck. <laughs> that's like every millennial. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a like, lot. That's like every millennial ever. It's like we all like experience joy in little ways but at the same time we know this world is fucked <laughs> uh-huh. I, I think that's a good it's, i think it's a healthy optimism and a healthy uh skepticism be happy with what you have but know it fucking sucks and you, you, we should try harder we should just try harder mm-hmm. i was gonna say with the with the comfortability like talk or do you get skeptical when things are like too easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay Girl, I'm on a record label that I knew as a kid. And like, I met Fat Mike and like, he knows my name. And I went on a tour and like all these things. And I'm going, cool, 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 cool. What's, what's your real motivation? Like, what are you going to do? World? What are you going to drop on me? Are you going to be like, ah, you got five months to live? Or like, ooh, you know what? You're going to have to lose a foot. Or like, I'm blind. I always think of the most negative things. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm like partially blind in one eye. So I'm like, I want to get basic. Maybe I'm like, Oh, nope. If you do, you're going to lose vision in this good eye. And then you play cake. You can't play guitar. Cause you can't see where you're doing. And I'm like, I'm going to get in an accident when I'm driving the van. And like, we're just going to all die. And like, I'm never going to have this band six. It's going to be terrible. Or one of us will die. And we'll be like, I just think of the most negative things ever because it's too good right now. It's too good. And I don't deserve this, but <laughs> We all deserve this. We all deserve success and we all deserve happiness and we all deserve joy. So I have to step back and appreciate that. But I do have this little like, like it's like prosthetic glass cause. I have this little like, no, this is, this is, this is bullshit. You're bullshit. This is stupid. They're going to, they're, someone's going to find out who you really are. Like you're not, a, you're not that good. I think, I think there's actually a, a diagnosis for it. It's called the imposter syndrome in the, uh, oh, the mental yeah. health. And me and my best friend have told, cause she's doing art for a living now. Like she makes money paying bills, making squeaky toy figurines, bitter squeaks. And she like, we joke, like, do people know who we really are? Like we're fooling everybody right now. Like we have, we both agree. Like we have imposter syndrome of like, Oh, we're going to get caught any second. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, we have those moments yeah. all the time. All <laughs> the time. Right. <laughs> well, like, well, I like, get a follow, or like, Kanan, can, weren't weren't you like recognized or something at work? Like something, yeah, from this, and I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, Why? what? Yeah, yeah, Ken. Why? like a comment like oh my god like i watched this one like it was so good and we're like wait why do you watch it like, like what's, wrong? <laughs> what's wrong with you what's wrong with me exactly mm. they're gonna find us out <laughs> hey hey let's just keep tricking them let's just see how long it goes for guys let's let's keep just going. keep going yeah i won't tell if you won't tell <laughs> pinky promise <laughs> rock the ship when it was the show that you guys played with um barstool preachers and bad pop at bottom of the hill and yep. kanan ran up during support to sing and after the show myra was like how come you didn't go up there and sing and i was like oh no i don't sing and she's like you just sang with barstool preachers in front of Coxfire. what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> I don't sing. <laughs> I don't sing. <laughs> As I hired somebody, that was a it was a lookalike. I don't know who that was. Oh yeah, she came up, stole my glasses. I don't know who that person is. <laughs> Did you black out too, Raven? Yeah, it's one of those like what just like what just happened. I don't know. I don't know. Those are good moments to have when you just you're so just in the moment. And you're not in your own head. Those are great moments. And that's why I love performing live. Like, even though I get in my head a lot, still even live, those moments hit me more of like anxiety and stuff. Everything just kind of dissipates. And I'm so just present. So present. Those are fucking killer. Do you like, because I know like some people, like when they get on stage, it's almost like they create this persona of themselves to like help get through the anxiety of, being in front of people or you know being on stage whatever it is they're feeling do you ever do that or get in like a certain mindset it kind of became what I am like again it's not fake it's not like I'm putting on this persona but it has slowly become who I am I guess to say like I would see people do their moves on stage or how they act or like how their shoulders were or like how they did this and I really liked that. So I would try to emulate these like bits of pieces that fascinated me about them. And then I would try to do that. So I do maybe try to be physically certain ways. Um, Cause I, I always feel just awkward, but I always want to make sure like my, my persona as it is, is just, I want to make sure I'm giving like a million percent and you could feel that. Like, I don't want to ever leave something on the table. Like I'm just playing and these songs sound good. And we're tight. Like I am, like I could die any minute right now. And I'm like, I'm up here and I'm, I want to make sure that's really conveyed. So I guess that's why we all work in the band so well, because I think they play the same way. Like Sean and Ken and Robert, all, we just live for this moment. We live like, and it's not just somebody that people say like, Oh, we live for the States. Like I, we live for that moment. And like, again, the pandemic was a hard year because part of our, our, our healthy ego wasn't fed um, and it, our mental health suffered because we didn't have that moment where, where we're living for it and we did our best. But now it's the persona isn't, I have to get in a certain mindset. It's I have to make sure I'm connected yeah. somehow with the audience, whether it be I'm here for you 
to like, I'm going to look cool and like, make sure I'm, I'm wowing you or like, I'm making sure I'm just raw and in this moment and just like, really just empathetic with you. Or is it just, I'm fucking aggro and like in your face and just punk and spitting and like, yeah, like whatever that moment is, I have to play it by ear. Cause you know, like some nights I'll play Carla and I'm, I'm just in this like moment where I'm not sad. I'm just, I'm really happy. I'm not bittersweet. And I'm just singing. And I want people to sing with you. But then sometimes at some nights, I'm just like, I can't. It's just like, I'm feeling this passion of like bittersweetness. And I want to sing to you and like make you feel what I feel. So it's just, just the moment of connection, I guess, is my persona is I want to just connect however it is. Yeah. It was really cute seeing Lynn sing Carla to Alex's. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was really cute. Yeah, we practiced it like once at her house before. Um, and I feel so bad for the poor thing. She did it one night and then the next night her voice was like destroyed because she she that's a high octave for her to hit like above me, like for harmonies. And I saw her the next day in San Diego and she's like, hey, baby, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to sit out. I'm going to sit out Carla today. I'm like, dude, take your go be in a band, your band, like take care of you. So she felt so bad. But it was fun. We got to do it once. We might do it again. Um, you never know. But she's she's great with harmonies. So and her voice is speaking of like who I am. Like I'm a weirdly egotistical person who hates themselves but loves themselves. Like I love uh, female voices that are raspy because I that's who I am. <laughs> so like I heard Lynn. I'm like, oh, I love your voice so much. Like it's just I love I love singing with her. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's just so much energy. Girl, that guy, that girl has pipes. Pipes for days. Yeah. She really does. <laughs> pipes and hearts. <laughs> yep. Shout out to Lynn. <laughs> Woo-woo. Love you, ladies. Yeah. I think, I mean, going back to what you said, too, about, you know, kind of playing to how you're feeling and you know <laughs> <laughs> so cute i'm paying attention what do you think what do you think i love the dog um when watching your live performance you know as a band you're all cohesive like you're all one unit and i think that is reflective you know when someone watches you but you can also fixate on you or Kenny or Sean or Robert and you each have your own individual personality and you know the way you do things you know like Sean's really low when he plays and just very there you know like with his little bass playing he's flying through the air like like I get like I get serious some air like what (laughs) lanky guy and then Kenny's like very technical and he's really feeling those guitar solos. Oh dude, he's a harmony master. He's he's the band-aid when I make mistakes. I can just be like, play over me. I was on the wrong chord. Fix it. Like he's just so he's just so animated. Like, yeah, we're just all in our own our own vibe. And it's definitely taken a while to get there. You know, we didn't maybe look like this years and years ago. It's just this amalgamation of growth and we feed off each other and it's what can we do next? Like, I remember, it, I forgot what tour it was, but uh, Sean and Ken were practicing like in the hotel room, jumping like across the bed. Oh my and God. then they were practicing, like, I think in the, the <laughs> stage, like for soundtrack, they're seeing if they could do um, 
behind me on a certain song where I don't back up and move. I'm just like on the mic. They could run behind me, jump off the stage and like high five and like land on the, they were doing some like dancing with the stars coordinated shit. Like they never did it. They haven't pulled it off yet. So I, I don't know if they gave up on it or not. Cause it's not easy. Cause like Ken has to turn this way for yeah. his hand to be free. And Sean, so, but they, they love, they love dancing together. It's just the favorite thing in the world. I want to see that video. I feel like, Amazing. was that in Europe? Yeah, I think it was. They tried I, to like, do a... Was Alex, Alex was there, right? Yeah, I Alex like I was I saw the... the video and like Alex was like on the, one of the beds or something and they were just flying across the room. Yeah, that's where it ended up. I think they're, it could have been the night. I thought they were, yeah, trying to figure it out and they just ended up being silly. Yeah, they, they take their dance moves very seriously, guys. Pay to t- tell them, tell them good job. Next time you see them, be like, your dance moves on point. Who does your choreography? I'll say congrats to Kenny for finally being in the band now. Yay! <laughs> he, I, we're really super excited to have him like officially. I wanted to make it a really big deal. And like, we were trying to make like this push and like the new album or even like right before the new album, like we start doing press stuff, but then the pandemic happened and we're like, Sorry, Ken, you have to wait a whole couple of years. But I think it was worth it because he deserves to be made special, to make feel that he's worth that announcement because he really did a whole, he added a whole other layer to the band that it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to play with our friend. It's going to be rad. It's like, no, you're making this band go to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have new fans come up to us or old fans too. And they're like, wow. You guys sound so full before. Like, like here's a three piece. I thought that was cool. It's a cool vibe because you don't see three pieces, but like, you're so much better with him. Like, it just, it sounds so much fuller and just new sound. So, I just, I love having him in the band. Very thankful for him. Yeah. And I love that he's our height. Like, Robert's the only one in the band that's like decent in like height. I think he's like five seven ish, <laughs> five eight. The rest of us are just little, little, tiny, tiny people. So I was like, <laughs> Ken, you could be in the band. You're the right height. Good job. Don't grow. Don't like, you must be this tall. To like- yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> we have one of those measuring sticks. You must be this tall to be in the band. Or under. You used to be this short. I love that. And I mean, in listening to the new album, too, those guitar solos he has are just so good. Oh, fucking good, dude. So good. The guy's, he, he's taking uh, guitar lessons right now just wow. to get better. Like, wow. I need to try harder. <laughs> I'm, I am not. I mean, I work, I, I do vocals. That's what I work on. But like, yeah, he's taking, taking guitar lessons just to be like, I need to stretch my hands. I need to get better. I need to nail this stuff. That guy really, he really has a passion for it. And we're lucky to have him in the band. Yeah. He's a good guy. And He's it a good egg. People who are like passionate. Cause I think, I mean, you see bands who they're in a band to say they're in a band or, you know, they're in a band to try and get big and, you know, have this huge inflated ego. And it's like, they don't have the passion for it. Yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. Bye dogs. Yeah. Um, we just, we all have, uh, we're all different people. But we all have that drive of this is important to us and this is what we want to do. 
you know, yes, we would love to be the next step and be bigger. And like, you know, growing up, I was like, I'll be cool if I could buy a house with money that I made for music. But I'm like, that's, that's not why you do it. You do it because it makes you happy and drives you. And it's that feeling of nothing else is going to replace this. And we all have that kind of similar, like motivation. Um, I, I, I know for Sean, you know, with his last uh, couple of years being clear headed and um, that feeling hasn't changed from, from even before years ago, when he's on stage, he's connected. Mm-hmm. And so since he's been, since he's been sober, that hasn't changed that passion, that drive. Like when he's on stage, that's his religion. Like I even think more than me, like I, his face like changes. He becomes mm-hmm. this so alive because, you know, he's a, he's a really quiet person. He's very, he's very introverted. You would never know that from stage. You would think he's like the coolest, like out there, like social outgoing, like I'm going to dominate a room with conversation, monster powerhouse. And it's just, it's Sean. And he just comes to life on stage. And we all, we all have that same like little switch that switches on, you know, for me, I'm always energetic and always, uh, but when I'm on stage, I feel confident and I'm like, I'm connected. And I think when Ken's on stage, he just feels uh, just powerful and like in there. And Sean just feels alive we don't feel we just feel so alive yeah still alive yeah and I think like with Sean like he's grown so much like since being sober and even you know he's quiet but like you talk to him now and it's a totally different person like he's still you know quiet Sean but it's like he's like he's there like he's present when he's like talking to you and like He's enjoying, he's enjoying so much more because he's there. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And, and he'll remember what's going on and it's great. And, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm, we got, we got, I'm just really fortunate to be in this band. It's just, I think that's another reason why, like, when I took a break and tried to do the other band and why I wanted to start The Last Gang again and not, like, call it a new name because even though sean and ken weren't in it the whole spirit of the band has always been just unity just unity and community and like i take pride in the fact that like no one's ever been kicked out of the band no one's been like you're a dick fuck you get out and even if there's tension it's like it's your decision to leave like this is a safe space for you as a musician as an artist and we have just we've really grown there's four of us right now. Like, like this is the strongest we've ever been as a family. It's just awesome. So fortunate. Yeah. It it is yeah. certainly reflective through the shows too. That like this is this is the last game. You know, like I was gonna say, this is who you guys are. You know, you were here. <laughs> I was gonna say the album cover too. Like it's like <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> It's basically us like, to the Everyone's bright, shining faces. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the loud friend that's just screaming at you for no reason. I think that really captivates us. Alexis um, uh, Alexis did this photo for us. Uh, she was referred to us by the label. She's a friend. And uh, yeah, she just, she wanted to capture just energy of who we are. Because I think the album does a great job of like who we are as human beings who we are as a, a collective and who we are as in stage yeah. we're just we all have our different personalities and just we're just ah, we're clicked yeah yeah i think i think 
she did a great job of capturing everyone's personality in this like Kenny's got his little his little smile that he always does. Like Sean's making his face that he always does. Robert's like there, like he's like yeah. I have to hear the sound coming out of Robert's voice. Like I gotta deal with these morons again. Deep inside, he's like, yes, they're my friends. They're weird. Nope, act cool. I don't need this. I'm an adult. I'm good. I got my shit together. And deep inside, he's just like, you're you're a goober too. He's just he's just cool looking. That's all. He's better at hiding it than we are. Yeah. I was gonna say, Raven, what is what does the back of the of the album look like? It's a like speaker. Speaker. Oh okay. just continuing with the noise theme. Just music yeah. and noise and sound pressure. Why was it called noise, noise, noise? We had a couple album names kind of thrown back and forth on that we liked, we were, you know, it could have been like to the king, I think was one. Uh, and just going off title names, we maybe maybe Paris Green. I really like that as an album name. We could have done some cool stuff with like imagery and stuff. Um, I think another one in the mix was uh, Safety for the Crown. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't feel right. I think that I think that one felt a little maybe too hardcore-y. It just I don't know. It didn't fit. Another one that was being floated around was I I threw out their um, sons and daughters with like an asterisk for not necessarily sons and daughters, but sons and daughters. Um, and then just we threw out noise, noise, noise as it's just the name of a track. And I was like, is it too simple? Is it too basic? But just with that photo that she did and the name of the album, it, it I think it captures us. We're just this, we're electric. We're, we're never quiet. We're always just this. So it just stuck. It just seemed, it seemed apropos. Nice. Yeah, it works. And I mean, having noise, noise, noise is the title track, the perfect opener for it too. Just something different too, that you're not expecting, you know, you think of this punk band, second album, bam, in your face. And it just, we wanted to kind of bring people in and, and like, hook them with like, oh, this is not what I expected. And either they'll hate it or love it, but either way, it's gonna get a definite reaction. It won't be like, all right, this is a good song. This is pretty good. It's either like, what the fuck is this? Or like, oh, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Having the Warriors parody video too to accompany the song definitely worked out well. (laughs) How rad was that? That was the first time we ever so did like, good. dude, it was, it was great. It was the first time we've ever done like a real music video, like drop the like, a sizable amount of money on it and like paid somebody to do it right. Not just like, we'll give you a couple hundred bucks and film us and sync it. We had cast, like cast calls and, or no, uh, uh, set times and like uh, wardrobe changes and uh, location uh, uh, ETAs and it was really cool this guy uh, Vicente did it with industrialism films we were recommended by uh, a friend of ours from this band Ultra Calacas um, I'm friends with the guitar player Steve and he showed me this video that he did with his, his band and I was like holy shit this is really cool like this is done well like could you 
hook us up with your buddy and like give us a bro price because you're poor. <laughs> so yeah, we hit him up just seeing if it stuck. And he was like, I love this song. This is great. And we were throwing ideas around of what to do. And one of the ideas was I wanted to do a theme, not just like shot of us playing in cool angles and like putting it together. Um, I wanted to do like a timeline, a cool storyline. I love like all those like, you know, like the Beat It videos or like Prince, like they do these like long theatricals. I want something like that. And I, I took it from, there's a Foo Fighter song, Walk. Mm-hmm. The learning to walk again. Uh, he does it. Um, they all do it from that movie, uh, fall, Falling Down, Falling Up, Falling Down. Do you remember that movie? The guy gets stuck in traffic in LA and he's so frustrated that he gets out of the car and he leaves his car and he goes on this like adventure through LA and he like goes it's just a day in the life of this dude and uh they recreated it they recreated this movie of like Foo Fighters walk and they walk to these different areas and they kind of recreated the movie like that's cool how can we make that ours so we were originally thinking of doing it um stand by me Mm because Noise, noise, noise is about like nostalgia and like memories, whether they're good or bad or bitter or sweet. So we're like, let's do Stand By Me. So we had some ideas like, okay, we can walk down the train track and do this. And then Vicente's like, do you trust me? I'm like, yo, what did you got? And he's like, okay, hear me out. Warriors. And I was like, ah, that's it. That's what we're doing. (laughs) You're a fucking genius. You're, that's, that's it. That's the video came out so good and like the colors too like each each gang has like their own color mm-hmm. you know and it's just it's shot so well and stuff gee i wonder if we know anybody that was in the video i don't know made a made a, <laughs> made a cameo what's <laughs> funny is like mallory like she sent me like the text from kenny and she's like, he said to wear like overalls and like a long sleeve shirt. Like you're in like a roller skating gang. And I'm like, what? Huh, yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> gangs and like Lynn's and like the girl gang. And like, she's telling me all the gangs. And I'm like, wait, is this Warriors? And she's like, I don't know. He said it was like a movie. And I'm like, <laughs> Mallory. <laughs> it's okay. They're young. They don't know. We won't hold it against them. <laughs> you mean... The Warriors? Yeah. But it came out so good. And like, I liked Mm. that it had, you know, all these different cameos from people we all know, like, you know, like Bruce is in it, like Mm -hmm. Andrew's. Andrew, our tour guy, is in it. Like, all all these people, like Sam is in it. Sam's in it from the side eyes. Yeah. Lynn. Yeah. It was, it was really, really, really rad. I think one of my favorite parts was being on the beach, the Eldorado. El, El Matador Beach in like the in Malibu and like you know the, the bottle scene like the mm-hmm. glory eyes we're all very obsessed with Topo Chico so I made sure like those bottles were Topo Chico bottles because Topo Chico spot sponsor my band I love you <laughs> I, I want I want free water fizzies please yeah no it's it was it was really fun doing that music video and doing it legit and then we just did our um we did our second music video too um, with the same guy, Vicente, and we did it for Gimme Action and that'll be uh, coming out. I'm not sure when it's going to be released, but it's going to be after the album drops for sure, um, shortly afterwards. So we're going to be doing that for uh, Gimme Action. And uh, yeah, 
gonna be a kind of really pop colors video um we posted some stuff on our instagram like some behind the scenes yeah so i'm interested to see what uh, how it's edited it's gonna be really fun it looked really cool all the different rooms and the colors and everything i was channeling a lot of like uh we we're trying to go for like a very 90s kind of like music video vibe uh i was channeling a lot of like like missy elliott and like jamiroquai and like uh like in sync you know when they like you yeah. were instead of like in a room playing your instruments and like singing there's no instruments we're just like singing to the camera yeah. in a in a room and so i'm trying to be like as animated and i was totally like okay man what jamiroquai do okay, just like <laughs> yeah like i'm just trying to like i was so into it it was so fun it was just so outside of my comfort zone of being like the guitar is my safety net like i feel comfortable here and i'm confident i'm like fuck it let's just get super 90s and super pop and see what we can come up with and it was it was really fucking fun so i'm i haven't seen it i have no idea i have no edits yet so i'm really excited to see it i'm excited too yeah (laughs) Kanan, do you have anything else? I'm trying to think that songs we talked about. I was going to say, I think that's it, but I don't know if there's any. <laughs> <laughs> talk for this is going to be posted uh, next Wednesday, so after the album comes out. Um, but it's kind of like a last words type of thing. Like, is there anything that you hope the listeners kind of take away or like you want them to get from listening to it? Um... I would say definitely check out the uh, the Brooklyn Vegan. Ah, hold on. Ah, sorry. I would say definitely check out the Brooklyn Vegan um, track by track list because writing even the track by track list took a lot emotionally out of me, and I try to be as like descriptive as possible and what it could mean to me and what it could mean to you. Um, just. I really hope they connect with it in one way or another and that it speaks with them on and just know that, you know, hopefully what comes across is we wear, we wear everything on our sleeves. Like we just try to put everything out there so we can make a connection. Do you want to like plug your social media and all that fun stuff? Oh yeah. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> we're doing a podcast and interviewing. It's just, <laughs> She's it's just hey, We're just hanging out. So if you want to check us out, we are on Instagram, just The Last Gang, and we're also on Facebook, if anybody does that anymore. Uh, We have our videos live on YouTube. Our new video for Noise, Noise, Noise is out, and coming out soon is going to be the video for Give Me Action after the album drops on October 8th. Give me action, medical action, a unifaction, give me, give me action.